Welcome to Just the Tech, the new tech podcast for everyone. Each episode of Just the Tech covers a single topic, giving you an in-depth look into a specific area of technology. My name is Austin Allen, and with me is my co-host, Jason Rosenfeld. Hey. And our resident tech layman, Mr. Chris Madsen. How's it going, guys? Jason and myself know a decent amount about technology. No contest. <laughs> Sorry. Chris knows very little. Hey. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, today's episode, Jason. Okay. Today's episode is just the PC. PC. So uh, let's try to keep it PC, guys. Ah. Okay. Uh, again, like last time, this is a pretty big topic. We've committed to episodes being less than a half an hour, so we'll see what we can do. Austin and I have... <clears throat> pretty opposing views here, and Chris seems like he's about to get stuck in the middle of it. I like to play referee, you know. Yeah, it'll be a good time. It's like Stallone Creed right now. It always is. All right, so let's do some rapid-fire news. Just like last time, basically you have ten seconds or so to name something about the topic. Ten seconds? Is it not ten? No, we ha- it's, it's an indefinite amount of time that we... Let's just say a different amount of time each time. Got it. You just have to name things and go back and forth. And whenever forth. you end it, you've ended it, right? Got it. Okay. Yeah. And somebody wins somehow. Math, usually. Right. Count. Right, right, right. But, like, is that important? <laughs> anyway, let's, no. let's do some rapid-fire news. So, in order to first learn a little bit about our topic before digging into some of the more ravishing discussion, Austin and Jason are going to face off to see how many relevant items they can mention before the clock runs out. Whoever mentions the most wins! Alright, since I won last time, I think I'm going to go first. Yeah! I don't think that's how this is going to work. I think Jason's going to go first. Thanks. Alright, and Jason, go! Uh, first thing in PC news, Surface Book. It's Microsoft's new two-in-one laptop. Intel Skylake Core i chips, a new dynamic fulcrum hinge, which is kind of cool. I actually have the Surface Book. And the new Surface Pen, it's 13.5-inch screen with a 3-to-2 ratio. The Surface Pro 4 is Microsoft's new Surface Pro, which is a tablet with an adjustable kickstand that Microsoft insists can replace your laptop. It's a 12.3-inch display and has a new type cover keyboard. And then we've got the Dell XPS 12. It's basically a Surface Pro clone without a kickstand hinge, but it's got a 4K display. Uh, then we have the new Lenovo Yoga 900. It's the newest yoga laptop, uh, so it has the same amazing hinge that flips the screen all the way around. It has a 13-inch uh, QHD Plus display, an Intel Skylake processor, and an amazing keyboard. Lenovo also has the Lenovo Mix 700. It's This one's kind of like a Surface Pro 3 clone, but with a better keyboard. It's $150 cheaper than the Surface Pro. We have the Dell XPS 13, which is the new... Um, Ah, it has a Infinity Edge display, which the display goes to edge to edge. It has a very thin body. It's an Ultrabook. Uh, it has a very high-resolution screen, super long battery life, and a new processor. Okay, let's see. Acer Cloudbook. It's kind of like a modern-day netbook, Chromebook. Or, well, well, yeah, it's cheap. $170, $250. runs Windows 10, and it's trying to take on okay, the we got the new Asus Chromebit PC stick. It is basically a Chromebook and an HDMI dongle, and it has about 2 gigs of RAM, and it will come in at about $170. Anything else, guys? Anything else, guys? How about the Asus Chromebit PC stick? I just talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the new Dell XPS 15. No, it's the no, exact no, same no, thing, but count. it's 15 inches. No way. 
Alright, so it looks like we have a tie, and tie goes to whoever goes first, so Jason! That actually Jason seems fair. Won today. That's, yeah, no, that's reasonable. <laughs> All I had to do was mention the new 4K iMac, and I didn't. Oh, it's okay. A little too late, Austin. I know, it's a little too late. So what is a PC? It runs Chrome OS, Windows, OS X, or distribution of Linux. It's a general purpose computer. Um as opposed to the old computers of back in the day which were run by multiple people or that took up factories. These are personal computers that are small enough to fit in your desk or in your bag. So a desktop doesn't count as a PC then? On your desk or in your bag. When I think of it, at least, I my mind goes to Compaq, HP, Dell. You know, dude, you're getting a Dell. Gateway. And the original PC was a tower. When I think, you know, back to Gateway Compaq, I think of the big box with a kind of cow. Yeah, the cow, cow print. print. Yeah, yeah, the cow print. Cow yeah. print. So from towers, we went to laptops. From laptops, we went to ultrabooks, and then ultrabooks kind of have branched off. You have tablets, which we, I guess, we can include yeah. in the definition of a PC, maybe. Uh, Chromebooks, which I would definitely include, two in ones, so mix of tablet uh, and an ultrabook yeah right the general trend of pcs you know they, they came from the desk and they went you know into your lap and then from their lap they went into a smaller bag um you know they, they've gotten lighter they've gotten thinner they've gotten more powerful you know our lives have become more digitally dependent and our computers have evolved to suit our needs right so are you saying the rate of innovation has not slowed yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would argue that while Jason thinks PCs are dying as we know it, I would argue that although there's been some epic failures recently, innovation is still chugging along. Yes, the the market has matured for it a bit, but also in the past three years or so, we've seen some crazy development in laptops that maybe didn't stick, but that really pushed the envelope forward about what a computer can and should be. And I think two and ones are the perfect example of media consumption and something you want to spend a lot of time with and also something you can get a lot of work done with that you really couldn't it wasn't as well thought out before so part of my argument is that yes you can still get those things done on a pc but that's all a pc is good for anymore almost so, so like what, what what are the use cases then for a pc what are they i would for? say so you have video photo editing you can't really do that on anything else programming uh, excel modeling I don't know. That's hardcore gaming. Yeah, still gaming. Seems gaming. Tested. Okay. Yeah, a lot of you know desktop setups too, and even gaming laptops are mm -hmm. you know. Although I think consoles have kind of eclipsed. Those. It's a niche market. Game makers are now not really focusing on PC as much anymore. To, although, night. See, you have an issue with the fact that some games are not coming to PC. I I'm not a PC gamer, so I don't care. Right. Well. But Steam uh, yeah. is there, and Steam is doing quite well. So let's, that, that's let's, true. Let's 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 stay away from gaming. I that's, think I think, right. I think there's always going to be a niche market for gamers. I think you're right. So yeah. So I mean, outside of this, you know, intensely work productive set, you know, this we have video editing, photo editing, programming. I mean, I still use my laptop a lot for doing a lot of other things, and I think it's for casual things, but things that you know really need that still that kind of you know windowed environment that you know apple gave us so, so long ago is that this i need to see multiple windows either when i'm shopping online when i'm trying to you know shopping for travel deals or you know or at least you know when i'm trying to you know message my mom while i'm on facebook i don't have to leave facebook 
and then I can I, a little window in Hangouts comes up. I can still text my mom. Like it's it's this sort of multi-layered dimension you get in a laptop that you don't get on a smartphone or even a tablet. True. I, there are definitely still use cases for a PC, and there are things that you can only do on a PC, but that is shrinking. I find myself using my laptop less and less throughout the years. But, yeah. like, will those use cases ever really go away? Like, will a PC always have a little cornerstone, you know, for those more demanding things that you need a keyboard and a, that a tablet just can't do? I think the iPad is just going to die. I think it's a stupid device that you're paying a shit ton of money for that you don't need. If you can take the good screen that's on your computer and you can just take it off. Right, it's that. That's the whole idea behind two in ones, and I think in the in the next, you know, over the next five years or so, we're going to see, you know, a slow, a very, you know, iPad sales are already going down. There's going to be a decrease in the demand for a, a dedicated tablet device of something as big as an iPad, and it'll be, you know, replaced by something in the, you know, the ultrabook screen size of a two in one. You know, you have an 11 to 13 inch tablet, maybe just 11 that you can use anywhere. True. No, I think two in ones are going to be a a, a nice progression a nice evolution but it's nothing nothing crazy in terms of rate of change i don't know chris are you using your laptop less than you were five years ago oh certainly um but that's mostly a trade-off with my smartphone exactly um, yeah exactly that basically web browsing i still do a decent amount on my computer but even most of that probably happens on my phone at this point um using kind of microsoft office and playing a game or something is about all that my computer does at this point maybe watching movies or something because i don't have a tablet do you otherwise do it and and do you think that would be something that you would you know you said you've had your laptop since 2010 would that be something, you know, it, you, you've put in the investment in that for, you know, five years. Would you be willing to actually, you know, even pick another computer based off of, you know, having a better screen? Because that's something that you do on your laptop. I think I'm more of a pragmatist. That, frankly, the screen resolution doesn't change my experience that much. I kind of want it to do the basic, simple tasks that I want it to do. I... Um, so, for the most part... You know, battery life is great and stuff like that, but it doesn't really matter to me that much. You know, as long as it lasts most of a day or something, that's fine by me. I don't need a crystal clear resolution. I, like, need it to do exactly its job. Right. I think that's the, let's say, crux of the argument. Are PCs good enough now? Are they fully matured? Sure, like we're saying, there's still going to be innovation. They won't each, fully die. Right. Each year, they're going to get better, but they will get less incrementally better, and that's going to continue to happen. Will they get simpler? Will eventually the PC just have the ability to do like Microsoft Office and like a couple other things, but you'll be expected to be using your other devices for most of your time? I mean, I think that's something we already see. Example is a good example is a Chromebook, right? It's basically Chrome OS is literally just 
Oh, like Chrome. It is the Chrome web browser that they've made into a windowed operating system that what you can do on it is watch movies if you really want to. You can use Google Docs or Microsoft Online and write documents, do spreadsheets, do PowerPoint stuff. And it you can get one for like 150 bucks. Like you like those those essential things you need, you can get for really cheap. The trade-off is for a lot of those devices, they have very small internal storage, about 32 gigabytes. So you need the internet to, you know, be able to edit those documents. So yes, like you said, you know, we're relying, we, you know, we're relying on that backbone of the internet to be able to do those simple tasks. But yeah, I think that's a really good example of a new, you know, a new type of device that's you know, this hybrid of a laptop form factor, but with very bare bones things it can do can't edit video, can't edit photos, you know, you really can do nothing on it besides the things you usually do on it, shop, go on websites, go on Facebook, you know, edit Word documents. Right. Although they're becoming more powerful, you have some simple photo editing apps and things yeah. like that. There are only a few people that have a Chromebook that don't already have another type of laptop. Like maybe those people have a desktop or maybe those people have like, you know, a bigger, hardier laptop that they keep at home and this is something they can take with them on the go. There are definitely some people that have Chromebooks just because that's the only thing they can they can afford, but it's 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 a different that you know that's that's the thing about PCs is there's so many different use cases for PCs and what people want like for what you want for a PC is great and you're a pragmatist you're, it does what you want it for. Other people you know they're you know they're writers they need something really light but they also maybe need something you know more powerful at home so they have two computers you know it's that's why I don't think that you know the PC market is you know, crawling to this, you know, this slow death because there's always different people that need different things. You know, I, I'm, I maybe I'm not on the same upgrade cycle as other people when, when it comes to their computers. So there's always people buying them. There are always people who need different things, but I think the fact that Chris is saying he has no need to upgrade is, I mean, that's the bottom line. PCs are good enough now. And manufacturers have no incentive to really pour a lot of resources into improving them. I mean, I, I don't know. I think we've gotten used to, with our smartphones, like, you know, a two-year upgrade cycle. Or even maybe even one year for some of us that are a little itching. But that's because these things don't last. And I think, yes, I, 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 they, they last a little bit longer. These computers are an investment because they're more money. And, they're you know, you want to be able to do more things with them. And I don't think that can be replaced and I think that's even I don't know I, I think innovation's still happening there because they need to do yeah th there's not you know people aren't going batshit over a new laptop like they do over the iPhone but there are, people go batshit over an iPhone that even has incremental updates in it Th there's the S model every year that comes out that's incremental updates and people still go batshit over it but that thing will only last them 3 years but but those incremental updates to them are pretty big still if you compare a 2005 laptop to a 2010 laptop, the difference between that and a 2010 laptop and a 2015 laptop is huge. There had been so much innovation in those 2005 to 2010 years because there was incentive, the manufacturers were still making money, people were interested in upgrading. At this point, the PCs are good enough. But, but the people that bought a laptop in 2005 waited until 2010 to get a new laptop. They didn't buy a new laptop every year. That's the thing. I don't, I don't there was a lot of innovation still true. happening. No, but I, it, it, it's, it's a price point thing, though. But it, it, it doesn't matter if there was amazing laptops coming out every year. People are pragmatists at a heart usually, and they buy a laptop, and it costs them a lot of money, and they get another one whenever it breaks. 
I'm not really willing to speculate on how people think or behave here, um, but I do think that there's been a brain drain, sort of, that the, the really smart, cutting-edge people used to be working on the PCs, and now they're working on tablets and phones. Um, so, you know, the best of the best aren't doing this anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, that is true. We've been making emotional arguments uh, up till now, but if you look at the numbers... PC shipments are declining, and that's just indisputable. You've you've had PC sales on the decline for several years, and it continues to get worse. This one, this year has been one of the worst years yet. So even with the release of Windows 10, Gartner has uh, what's its figure? PC shipments are down 7.3% on the year, and Gartner doesn't. It, even predict to pick up in sales until 2017, which is going to be driven by enterprise um, upgrading to Windows 10. In this case, I would say the enterprise upgrade cycle doesn't even matter uh, because that's just that's a business decision as opposed to maybe a, a personal device decision. And here's the thing, though: you, you, Gartner's saying you know PC shipments are down, right? However, Chromebook shipments are up every year. 27%, 30%, year by year they're they're increasing. So there's different segments of this PC market that are maybe dwindling other parts that are innovating and pushing forward. I mean, and for me, what I am really excited to see is I think there are still people working on, that, that there's some really people that are still putting a lot of effort into PCs. Like, for example, Microsoft, they've they bought Nokia and Gartner thought they were going to do really well on the phone business, um, but they're not doing well. They're the number three player, but a distant number three compared to Apple and Google. And what they're putting a lot of their time and effort into hardware-wise is PCs and tablets. Their, their Surface Pro line and their Surface Book line that Jason has right in front of him. And I think this is an amazingly innovative PC from you know the fulcrum hinge we talked about to the fact that the GPU is in the base and when you detach the the screen it becomes a, it's more of a tablet with a you know a really amazing sixth generation Skylake processor when you put it in it's basically a full-fledged PC so I'm going to push back really quickly. You said that they're a distant third and they're the ones who's working on this in the smartphones not in computers. They're the dominant computer operating system Windows. In smartphones they're a distant third and that's because they didn't do it well. They have never done smartphones well. But this is just the PC. <laughs> They've never done smartphones well. They had they, they were a dominant player back in the early 2000s. Then they fucked it up. I will agree with you. Microsoft has done some great things in the PC space. Only in the last couple of years even. The Surface, Surface Pro and now the Surface Book seem to me to be disruptive. Rather than what we were saying earlier on the evolution or just a progression. This is a full-on disruption. They're trying to make a new form factor the norm for PCs, which is something that hasn't been done in a few years. But but even still, I, and I'm saying that because I, I just got a Surface Book. Uh, I hadn't gotten a new laptop in a few years, and now that I have this, obviously there's something to be said. Do you like it, Jason? I like it. It's pretty great, it's right? It's a nice laptop. 
I, I mean, yes. I mean, I, I think there's some disruptions coming from, you know, it's 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 not an emotional argument. I think in a way it is, you know, Chromebooks are, are, are innovating and they're pushing forward in market share. Microsoft is trying to reinvigorate not only PC shipments for, you know, for itself to sell PCs, but also trying to reinvigorate, you know, its hardware partners like Dell and HP trying to, you know, push them to do something great. Like, hey, look what we can do. And it's actually, it's funny, some of them have innovated. I think the Dell XPS line is great with these, you know, these, these, the really thin ultrabooks. They have edge to edge touch displays. They fit a lot of processing power into something small. They're also not innovating. They're also just copying Microsoft, Lenovo, Dell, um, and I think HP. They all have a Surface Pro clone that literally is just the exact same thing as the Surface Pro with the hinge. And they're selling it for less just to try to sell them. Um, so there's some stagnation, but I think overall, like I've said, my argument is that it's still increasing. And I think that, you know, this, I think Chrome OS is going to be a huge player in continuing to innovate. But overall, it's not increasing. Do you really see PC sales climbing at any time in the future? I think when Android and Chrome OS come together, I think it's going to, I think it's going to culminate in a lot of people finding a cheaper alternative to a computer that can do just as much. And it's I think it's hard to say huge. what that's going to look exactly. like. Exactly, it is. It's hard to say. That might be something different than a PC altogether. Who knows? Another aspect of the decline in PCs has to do with the digital, digital revolution. Digital revolution. Basically, as we're making other devices that even our peripheral devices, uh, we're making them smarter so we can interact with them directly rather than with the hub, the PC, directly. What about if there was actually just like a hub that had all the processing power in it and you just had dumb devices that you yeah. used to at home? That would be sweet. Mm -hmm. That'd be really sweet. Like for what you do, you just have a freaking basically a Chromebook and you can do all the things you want on it, but the processing power is at home. Yeah, I mean, like cloud computing. Yeah. I mean, that is <sighs> the, the processing power is in the cloud. You pull from it. Game streaming is the same way. A lot, right. a lot of the, you know, the handling is done and, you know, in servers, in some server farm. Like, and then when you're streaming the game to your phone or your, to, or your computer, it, you just have to have a good, ba good enough bandwidth. Right, you have to have a high, you know... Pay a lot for internet. Data rate. Or, right. <laughs> Basically. Don't pay for the computer, pay for the internet. But even that fact, that drawing your necessary computing power and putting it into several devices as opposed to just your one PC means that you don't really have the need for a PC anymore. And that's the trend, and it's going to continue, and we're going to use our PCs less and less as that happens. I think I said before that I think PCs are evolving and I think yeah, I think maybe Jason is right in some in some regards to like maybe that, you know, you know, the death of the PC as we know it is happening, but I think the PC is a broad category and I think it's evolving to the point of, you know, the definition of a PC, which we talked about before, which is, you know, a crappy Wikipedia entry, but, you know, it's it's the size capabilities, it's, you know, it, it's an affor it's somewhat affordable and you can use it, individuals use it, right? And I think it's funny that a Chromebook and a top-of-the-line MacBook Pro fit that description, yet one is $150 and one is over $1,500. And I think, for me, I see the digital revolution maybe killing PCs in some ways, but As also... We know it. But as we know, it is still a Chromebook. It's, he's here. And I think, you know, I think some people could get by with just having a Chromebook and a smartphone. Doing everything on that. And I think, and I don't think that would go anywhere anytime soon. It's tough to say. We don't know what other devices uh, will come out. Yeah. 
obviously if we did this is kind of like what we discussed last time with the smartwatch if we could figure it out then we, we would, would be, be geniuses the, right <laughs> we would make uh, a lot of yeah, money we, we wouldn't would. do this podcast the only thing that we do know is that we don't know what's coming next which makes this kind of difficult to discuss and i think any any further forecasts than three years are basically nonsense but the trend that we're seeing we can say will continue and the trend is declining PC sales, PC use, PC shipments. I think the other trend that's important to think about is that the PC has kind of been the hub and things kind of spoke out from it, but now our devices are being better at communicating with each other. So there's not as much of a need for the one place that kind of distributes everything because it can go straight from one thing to another. So in that regard, it seems like the the PC is a little bit behind the times. I don't know. I mean, I love PCs and everything, uh, but I don't know. Jason maybe has a very valid point, and I think some things that are very telling with maybe that the PC, as we know, it dying. Um, because some of the things we talked about that, you know, there's always going to be a niche for gaming, right, on your PC. You know, there's always going to be a niche for programming. But another one thing we talked about is video and photo editing. Uh, I recently backed something called the Narbox, stupid name, cool product, on Kickstarter, where it's basically a hard drive with computing power in it. And you put your videos, you upload it to this hard drive, and you're able to edit high-definition videos on your phone with that. It's taking away the laptop completely. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe you have a very valid point of maybe PCs are becoming less the hub and and more of an auxiliary feature. You know, it's it's something that you, it's nice to have a bigger screen. But I think maybe five years down the line, this is the center of it. You know, huh, the smartphone. I'm waving a smartphone at Jason's face. Um, the, the smartphone will maybe be, you know, the hub of everything. I would say you don't have a hub at all. We're moving away from a hub, whereas the PC once was the hub. I think we're moving to kind of a meshed network yeah. kind of system. I mean, even this as a hub is relying on cloud. This being the smartphone I'm waiting again. True. I think So basically what I'm saying, although I, I haven't really thought this through, you don't have one central piece that you go to. You have many different pieces that you can interact with that all satisfy different use cases. Yeah. And, and they all specialize, but is so they good? all do that thing the best. Is that yes, good, though? It's, it's good because everything... For cost-wise, you don't need to have a device that does everything that's expensive. You can only buy the parts that you need. Well, I mean, let's, I mean, let's say the sum of the parts is less than a PC. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, I, so I don't you, know. So you, so, you, so you get a Chromebook to do your other things and you want to edit a video, you buy a Narbox and that's all you need. And that maybe comes in it under the price of a PC. Right, something like that. I think what we're basically heading towards is asking ourselves the question, which should probably be our outro question. What do you guys think is going to be the most popular or important PC in 10 years? 10 years is just an arbitrary... The us. future, right? Yeah, the the near future, right? Uh, I I think there's two things I want to talk about that um, I think are a good telling of what's going to happen in ten years. First is Microsoft's Continuum feature, which it plugged their new Windows 10 phone devices into 
a computer monitor and it basically blows up the operating system that's on here and you can use Microsoft Word that's it's basically almost like having it's a little bit dumbed down version of having Windows 10 um, like a computer but it's powered by the phone which I think is amazing and I think that'll be amazing for you know eventually when it's not you know you have to plug it into a monitor with a keyboard and everything but you plug it into a you know a dumb laptop device or wherever else you need it I think that's gonna be amazing I think that's gonna be that's going to be half of what's very important in the next 10 years. And I think the other half is when Android and Chrome OS come together and they create an actual third player to the Microsoft and, um, you know, Apple-dominated operating systems that we have now. Because, you know, Windows is, you know, selling the most. I mean, Windows is the most popular. Apple is, you know, arguably what people really want, but it's expensive. And Chrome OS is creeping up there, but when it actually has something that's not reliant on the internet, it's something that is a little bit more, you know, Android focused. I think that's going to be a very dominant player in computers. And I think it's going to be interesting to see where they take that. I think it's going to be very similar to what Microsoft does with, you know, a phone that powers everything. And I think also what's going to be unimportant, that wasn't part of the question, but I think Apple's kind of fucked. But I'm just going to leave it at that. It's possible. Um, I think the use of artificial intelligence is going to be interesting um, as Siri and those kinds of things improve. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see where that goes. Will we make it all the way to you know the personal assistance in her? Falling in love um, with your computer? Exactly. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the kind of platform or how we interact with those PCs will will like what that will look like um but i don't really have a good idea what 10 years from now the tech industry even looks like so, so you're saying something more in lines of along the lines of software that's going to be important yeah something absolutely that's personal to you, personalized software disruption 100 percent. yeah i think that's a good point i think maybe i'll take this further than 10 years out there, there's very few places where we can't put a computer in the future. Digital revolution. The digital revolution. revolution. So, so you're so saying every, the most everywhere. important thing will be a PC. Everywhere. Everything will be a kind right. of a PC. Right. At that point, you can't necessarily define it as a PC anymore, but everything is a computer. So basically what, what, you, what you're saying is that cloud computing is the, is the, is the future of PCs. That it, we don't have a central hub. We just have stuff that is, we're interacting with and all the processing power is done somewhere else. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. I want that. That would be awesome. Yeah, let's just do it. Okay, here we go. Quit the podcast. We're going to do that. (laughs) Sorry, last episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thank you for listening to Just the Tech. Uh, We couldn't include everything, and we definitely missed some things, so be sure to check out our Didn't Didn't companion post for this episode on our website at www.justthe.tech. This isn't actually our last episode, by the way. No, it's not. Um, But you can continue the conversation that we will continue to have for more episodes and from this one on Twitter at JustTheTech and our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash JustTheTechPodcast. Thanks, guys. Late-tro. Late-tro.